I couldn't afford a bugler. Sorry about that. But I do have the next best thing with us today, and that is a representative from Lexington's legendary Keeneland Racetrack. Amy Gregory is her name. She is the communications director, and horse racing is her game. And with spring meet being right around the corner, I thought this was a golden opportunity to dive into Keeneland's rich tradition, noteworthy attractions, their annual auctions each year for you people in the market for horses. You won't have to wait too much longer for your next golden opportunity. Plus, we will unveil some timely ticket information for this year's upcoming spring meet. It's just a few weeks away and we want you in attendance so get ready because onward we proceed with Blabbing in the Bluegrass episode 10 of season 2. Jump on that horse and let's ride. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. Guys and gals, I can't thank you enough for saddling up and making your way here to the North Quail Motel in gorgeous Henderson KY for this horse-drawn episode of Blabbing in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. I'm Sam Moore, and I gotta tell you, I've been giddy about this episode for quite some time. Just waiting for the right opportunity for the weather to warm up and waiting for us to sort of thaw out, if you will, and finally that time has come. I think a lot of you are undoubtedly making your spring plans and thinking about your outdoor pleasures. And when we talk about the great outdoors in Kentucky, it ought to be illegal not to talk about Lexington's one-of-a-kind Keeneland Racetrack. It's got quite an extensive history dating all the way back to 19. 36. And even if you're not a horse extraordinaire, there is more than enough. And I mean more than enough to take in at Keeneland Racetrack. And I bet after all that you see and learn and explore while you're there, you're going to become a horse extraordinaire. And today, we're going to dive into it full steam ahead. Standing by is the communications director at Keeneland. Her name is Amy Gregory. She is actually a Henderson native, but she's been with Keeneland for quite some time now, and through her years there, she has learned a great deal about the tradition and all that they have to offer, their uh, annual horse sales that are held each year for all of you folks looking to buy a horse. You are in luck. The first one's already happened this year, but fear not, because there are two more happening later in the year, and uh, you can partake in those. And we will also, of course, talk about spring meet just a few weeks away. We've got some pertinent ticket information for you because they are letting fans in at a limited capacity. But if you stick with me here, you're going to get a leg up on some details that will help you purchase tickets quickly and easily so that you and your gang will have a grand old time regardless of the capacity restrictions during spring meet this season. So Amy's going to give us the 411 here momentarily. And a quick reminder that if you've got ideas for topics, guests, future directions for the show, I am all ears and anxious to hear from you. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-V-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to like and follow the Blabbing in the Bluegrass Facebook page. When you get there, you will see episodes of previous shows that you may have missed. I strongly encourage you to go back and visit those. You can also stay up to date with additional information as it comes out, make comments, leave messages, and you can communicate with me that way as well. I welcome your feedback through any and all means here on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. So, 
Before we get to Amy, I have yet another bluegrass brain buster, and it sort of fits the theme for today. You know, last week we learned that Fleming County was the covered bridge capital of Kentucky. This week, I want to know which county holds the distinction of being the saddlebred capital of Kentucky. Again, which Commonwealth county holds the distinction of being the saddlebred capital of Kentucky? You think on that while we talk horses? And we will have the answer at the end of today's show. Good luck. It's yet another Blabbit in the Bluegrass Tourist Temptation. Well, in today's Tourist Temptation, we are featuring a, a landmark in Lexington that's been a staple in the horse racing industry for 80-plus uh, years. It's got quite an impressive history, and it's still going strong, thanks in large part to our special guest today. She is the communications director at Keeneland Racetrack in good old Lexington, KY, actually a native of Henderson. Let's hear it for Miss Amy Gregory. <laughs> Hi, Sam. It's good to be with you today. Amy, we are stoked to have you along here with us today. Now, how long, uh, how long have you been with Keeneland? I've been with Keeneland for 15 years now. Doesn't oh. seem that long, but it, it's flown by. For what it's worth, Amy, my cat Mischief and my dog Jojo are curled up right behind me here. Oh, and wow. Just to, to listen to our conversation. So I think they're going <laughs> through, uh, I think they're going through horse race withdrawals as well. <laughs> There's a lot of people. We, we miss our fans as much as they miss us. Well, I believe it. And uh, we're, we're about to have a cure for that withdrawal, though, as we will uh, talk about in the uh, next few minutes here. But Keeneland has quite a rich and extensive history, dating all the way back to 1936. Something to be said for that. So, Amy, why don't you give us an overview of Keeneland's tremendous growth and expansion during these past 80 plus years. Sure, and if you haven't been to Keeneland before, I'll kind of give you a picture. It's, we have a thousand acres here at Keeneland, all very much uh, open, green, pasture land, sort of what you would think of when you think about the bluegrass. And we actually sit in the middle of horse country. So um, unlike some other tracks where, um, the, the city has grown up around the racetrack. We have wide expanses of land that lead and, and neighbor um, area horse farms. So it's a very beautiful setting, very special setting oh, sure. as far as racetracks come. But we were founded in 1936. We were founded by a group of prominent Central Kentucky horsemen. The uh, racetrack, the Kentucky Association Racetrack in downtown Lexington closed. And so they couldn't have Lexington without horse racing. So they went on a search for land to build a new racetrack and they found the farmland of Jack Keene and they bought the land from him. He had already started uh, building a track that he was going to use as a training track. So they um, bought the land and really within a very short period of time opened um, a racetrack. And we're interesting in that our, our founders created Keeneland to be what they called a model racetrack. And if you look at our perspective, it says they wanted to create a model racetrack to perpetuate and improve the sport of racing and to provide a course that is intended to serve as a symbol of the fine traditions of thoroughbred racing. Mm -hmm. And even today, um, a lot of our business decisions and the direction of our management follows that original mission set forth by the founders. We have two short race meets during the year, the spring meet in April and the fall meet in October. Right. Coming up on the spring meet is the Toyota Bluegrass and the Central Bank Ashland, which are the two big races held during the spring. And those are prep races for the Kentucky Derby and the Kentucky Oaks. So, you know, it's spring in Kentucky. Everyone's thinking toward the Derby. Oh yeah. Uh, and then what a lot of people don't realize is we are the world's largest thoroughbred auction house. So oh, interesting. we are both a sales company and a racetrack, which is very unique. We're the only track in the country that operates as both. So that's an interesting feature, oh, but yeah. we've, host, we've hosted the Breeders' Cup 
which is the Breeders' Cup World Championships, now for um, two times in 2015. And that one was highlighted when American Pharaoh won the Breeders' Cup Classic, sure, the biggest sure. race that day. And he was had been the Triple Crown winner in 2015. Right. And then we, we hosted again last fall, which the celebration was a little... Um, you know, on the quiet side because of COVID and the restrictions that we had on allowing um, fans to come to the track. But we sure. are going to host the Breeders' Cup again in 2022. So we're hoping by that time we can do a huge celebration. Yeah, that's still a year uh, off. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll bank on tremendous improvement between now and then. And the one, the one thing about Keeneland, um, in addition to the racing and the sales are, we very much have a very strong philanthropic mission, which again was set forth by our founders. So really all of our money that we make goes into purse money for the racing program and to um, our commitments on the philanthropic side, both in the central Kentucky community, um, charitable and civic organizations that we support here as well as within the industry itself. We fund a lot of safety and, and health um, and welfare initiatives, a lot of um, initiatives to help market the sport nationally and to do outreach to fans. So we um, really reinvest everything that we make back into the community or the horse industry. Well, that's something to be proud of, and I think uh, Jack King would be quite proud of what's going on up there still. <laughs> we hope so. It really is a defining, um, again, it really um, defines every business decision that we make here. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And we'll talk more about spring meat and those uh, auctions as we go along here, but now... Uh, <laughs> Keeneland has not only been a uh, Central Kentucky tradition for decades, but has also been a, a signature staple in the horse racing industry as well. So um, with plenty of tracks coming and going throughout Keeneland's existence, Amy, what in your mind is the biggest reason for the track's long-term success and prosperity? I, I think there's, it's, there's several different reasons. I think, again, Keeneland was created by horsemen. We're situated in the middle of what is known throughout the world as the heart of horse country, especially for the thoroughbred industry. And so we receive a whole lot of support from the industry, from, from horsemen, and from our, our fans. We have extremely loyal fans and who attend the races and really, um, you know, have Keeneland on their radar. So I think in that regard, we hold a very special place in the industry. As I mentioned before, we also are a source of funding for a lot of initiatives within the national racing industry. So we play a leadership role in that aspect as far as um, being able to fund and, and lead advancements within the sport. I think also because we are both a sales and racing company, um, our sales um, arm really generates revenue and funds our purse program and a lot of the money that we do then reinvest in the national industry. So I think that that helps um, guarantee us through some difficult years, like the year that we've just had, right. whereas our business might not be able to be as strong as far as people being able to attend the races. And I think that helps tide us through some, some leaner times in the economic situation. So I think all those things kind of factor together. Exactly. And that's a, that's a, a winning combination. And, uh, it really is. It really is. <laughs> that's it's an a, advantage that a lot of tracks aren't able to have. Something that bodes well for the future of Keeneland. Now, what aspects of your 15 years of employment at Keeneland, Amy, have you found most enjoyable and rewarding thus far? Well, I will say for someone who's worked in the horse industry their whole life, like me, working at Keeneland is sort of like working at Augusta National if you're in golf or working at Yankee Stadium if you're in baseball. I mean, oh, it's really, <laughs> it, it, it really is because it's, um, it, it's one of the pinnacles of thoroughbred racing. So I've taken a lot of pride in um, 
working here at Keeneland. And it's very special because I work with a team that takes great pride in their jobs. We know how much Keeneland means to the community and to the industry and to our fans. And um, we feed off that. We, we you know, uh, try to go above and beyond in everything we do. Sure. Uh, we, we try to create the, the um, most memorable racing experiences for our guests when they come out on a race day. We always put the best interest of the horse before all else. And that's a very important aspect of our job here. And we attract um, the top jockeys and trainers and horses that come and race with us. So all of those things together, um, you know, I still, when I drive in in the morning, even after 15 years, I still have to pinch myself to think that I get to work here because I, I grew up coming here, especially during college and I went to UK, mm -hmm. but my family would come up for weekends to do football games and we would come to Keeneland in the afternoon on a Saturday. And so it's always been a very, very special place to me and to be able to, to work here every day. I feel extremely fortunate to be able to do that. Sure. And, uh, the jockeys and the fans' passion drives your passion, no doubt. So, <laughs> I, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, it's... and I will tell you, I I cut my teeth at Ellis Park. Um, oh, my, <laughs> my dad would on days off, afternoons that we had off, that he would take me to Ellis Park when I was very young and and a horse crazy girl, and um, I I. Uh, really connected with the sport and really that created so many memories. I, I love Ellis Park and it still holds such a dear spot for me, but those kinds of connections are what really make fans in thoroughbred racing. Yeah, Ellis Park is still hanging on. Now, before I came along, there was um, Riverside Downs in Henderson. You remember that? Absolutely. It used to be Audubon Raceway when I was growing up. And oh, that's we right. went we went to Audubon Raceway as well. So, uh, it was just a good way for our family to, you know, get together and do something um, as a family. And so we would go to Ellis Park in the afternoon or to Audubon Raceway in an evening. And it was, it was so much fun. Yeah, the Riverside is no more, but uh, Ellis Park is and Keeneland is. So y'all head up to Keeneland. Now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth mentioning, Amy, that uh, there is more than plenty to enjoy at Keeneland besides the horses, including the highly regarded Keeneland Library. Now, I know that it's closed to the public right now, but when it reopens, give us an idea of what we can expect to learn and explore in the library. It is, the Keeneland Library is like a little jewel that we have here, and, and it's um, a state-of-the-art facility that we have here on the grounds, and it's operated for as long as Keeneland has, 80 plus years. And it's really a world-renowned public research institution. I mean, uh, we, our, our librarians who work full-time uh, field requests from journalists and authors and historians and just the average racing fan throughout the year. And in fact, um, one little nugget, um, they worked with Laura Hillenbrand the author when she was writing Seabiscuit and helped her with a lot of the research she was doing for her book. So um, it's really a very cool place. And you're right, once we get past COVID, it will reopen to the public. And if you're in Lexington, you can stop by um, any weekday and the librarians would be ha happy to show you around. We have, I'll give you these facts because they're really interesting. Uh, oh, sure. The library. The library houses nearly 30,000 books and more than 1 million photographic negatives or prints. Oh, man. We have 6,000 volumes of the daily racing form dating back to 1896. 6,000. Those were gifted to us in 2002, which is one of the reasons that we built this new state-of-the-art facility for the library. But the daily racing form had these archives that they didn't, you know, want to deteriorate or didn't want to lose. So they gifted them to our library to be able to keep them under the types of um, environment that would help them, you know, um, remain for many years in the future. But um, it's just a beautiful place. We have um, 
different exhibits at different times of the year. We have some beautiful artwork and collections that you can browse. We have um, these really cool um, photo scrapbooks of the history of Keeneland that you can um, look through and um, see how Keeneland has sort of evolved over the years. Right. But um, it's a very fan-friendly place. And like I said, our librarians love showing people around. So um, feel free to stop by. Yes, indeed. That's, <laughs> that's something that anybody would enjoy, even, uh, you know, regardless of how much or how little you've dabbled in horse racing before, you can <laughs> learn a lot and enhance your appreciation for the the sport. And Laura Hildenbrand, that sounds like a good future guest for me on uh, Blabbing in the Bluegrass. So <laughs> That would be. That would be. <laughs> just less racing. Me, you've just given me a, another idea. <laughs> so thank you for that, Amy. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I thoroughly enjoy talking food and eating food. And your website describes the Keeneland Track Kitchen as a morning highlight and one of Lexington's best kept dining secrets. So, Amy, give us a rundown, if you will, of the mouth-watering breakfast specialties on the menu at the Track Kitchen. And you're right. Uh, the Track Kitchen was featured not too long ago in Southern Living Magazine, so we're talking... Oh, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not formal in any way. It, it is. It's a really cool place, and it's situated in the barn area. So, um, what's really fun, what I tell people if they really want to do something unique and fun is to come out to Keeneland in the mornings, watch the horses train over the track. That's roughly from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. And during that time, go to the track kitchen and have breakfast. And you can, you, you, you don't know, you might be seated next to a trainer or jockey that you recognize. But that'd be neat. It's a great place and it has wonderful comfort food. Um, it's open to the public, so anyone can come for lunch, uh, breakfast or lunch. But some of the things on the menu are biscuits and sausage gravy, grits, home fries, pancakes, bacon. Uh, one of the more popular items for breakfast is a breakfast burrito that is enormous. Um, you definitely get your money's worth when you go to the track kitchen but it's just good home cooking. And uh, it's, it's just really a, a treat to go and sort of soak in all of the atmosphere of what's going on in the stable area and um, enjoy some really good food. Amy, if I were in your shoes, I would never eat breakfast before I got to work. <laughs> <laughs> I would just it eat is. there at the track kitchen every day and no telling how much weight I would gain. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to use some discretion because you're right. It would be a temptation every day. <laughs> now, what's your, what's your favorite on the menu? Oh, my favorite is definitely the um, biscuits and sausage gravy because it reminds me of uh, a milk gravy that my mother used to make. But if you know what, if you've ever had that. but Oh, yes. I'm, uh, I'm all about sausage gravy. Yes, indeed. Sausage gravy and biscuits mm. um, are definitely my favorites. And you can either eat there or you can grab and go. You can take it and go. So either oh. way. Well, carry out's an option too. Absolutely. Oh, cool stuff. Now, uh, what, what, about, what about the lunch specialties? What's some of their most popular lunch menu items? Um, every day they have a different... Um, plate lunch that they offer, which is usually vegetables and like yesterday, it was fried chicken and meatloaf. Um, my favorite is when they have the taco bar or the build your own burrito bar um, oh, as a good. special, which is good. But they offer, in addition to those daily uh, lunch specials, they have um, hamburgers, grilled cheese, tuna and chicken salad. Okay. Uh, they actually have wonderful chef salads and spinach salads. Our culinary team has been trying to weave some healthy options into both the breakfast and the lunch. Just Now, for... you don't go to Keeneland to eat healthy now. <laughs> but, but, you know, when you go to the track kitchen, you've really got to splurge. So you do. absolutely. They That's... have some great, um, if you like burgoo, they have burgoo, which is sort of a Keeneland tradition, right? Um, which is a very thick and hearty stew. Big in Western have, Kentucky, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have chili um, and soup of the day. So there's 
there's a whole range of things to select from. Now, I say McKaylin, you got to have a hot brown, right? A hot brown? You have to have that. <laughs> you have to have the bread pudding with Maker's Mark sauce for dessert. Oh, That's man. a Cameron tradition. Maker's Mark uh, sauce. Yes, it's, <laughs> believe me, I've seen people get it and just eat the sauce and leave the bread pudding. Oh, um, I believe it. <laughs> it's a very thick, um, kind of creamy sauce that you pour over the top of the bread pudding. Oh, goodness. Um, and then, believe it or not, um, the corned beef is very popular at Keeneland. We have a corned beef like Reuben sandwich, and that's one of the things we're well known for, too. Oh, God, I love it. So plenty of options regardless of your taste. And before I get too desperate for any of this food, we better move on and talk about <laughs> tours of Keeneland because there's no better way to enhance our knowledge and appreciation of the uh, tracks tradition rich history than taking a guided tour of the Keeneland grounds. So without any major spoilers, Amy, why don't you talk a little bit about what we can look forward to seeing and experiencing on a tour of Keeneland. And we do offer walking tours and I would encourage people listening to go to Keeneland.com. You can right. buy tickets for a walking tour in advance if you want and get more information on the different types of tours that we offer. But Keeneland is a National Historic Landmark, which I'm not sure a lot of people know that. So there's a lot of history here, and our tour guides are wonderful about um, uh, educating you about the history and talking about racing and sales if you don't know a lot about the industry. Mm. And I will say, you can actually take a guided walking tour, or you can just come out any day of the week and get a map and walk around yourself. Um, we have many different options depending on how you want to do it. But some of the things that you might see on the tour are um, our clubhouse, which um, is as old as the track itself. It was first started by Jack Keane as what was going to be his private residence. Sure. Um, so it's very old and, and historic. Um, the grandstand, you can get a tour of the sale pavilion, which is very interesting if you're not familiar with that side of the industry. Um, you can do a behind the scenes tour and go to the jockey's quarters and learn about what happens on a race day, how the jockeys prepare and how they get their silks and you know what they do between races and that type of thing. And then of course it, it ends, a, a, a guided tour ends with a stop at the Keeneland shop, which is our on-track um, gift shop. Sure. Uh, though it holds, it has many, many different types of merchandise available, but um, you can pick up a souvenir to take with you on the way home. Right, which we'll, <laughs> we'll cover that here in a minute. But I tell you, those tours sound really interesting. H have you ever given one of those tours, Amy? I have. I've given tours like this for media who come on track and maybe they're visiting and aren't really familiar with Keeneland or horse racing. Oh, and gotcha. uh, it, it's very interesting because they kind of walk you through what would happen on a race day, how the horses are brought into the paddock and saddled under the trees and then make their way out to the racetrack itself. You can go into the winter circle here at Keeneland and a lot of times with the tours, they will take your picture, your group picture in the winter circle. And that's a fun aspect. Oh, absolutely. So to me, one of the, the most iconic parts of our grounds is we have this huge sycamore tree that sort of stands watch over the paddock. And it's been here since the track was built in 1936. It survived ice storms and hurricane winds and tornadoes and everything. But um, it's, really an iconic part of Keeneland and it, it's just gorgeous. <laughs> That's an enduring tree for sure. <laughs> it is. It is. Now uh, about how far in advance do you suggest people purchase these uh, walking tour tickets? Um, as we get closer to the race meet they'll probably um, get busier but right now I would say you know maybe a week in advance you should be able to get something but again our grounds are open every day just like a park so you can come in and stroll around the grounds at your leisure even if you don't take the tour itself yeah you can get a map and do a self-guide at any old time they're open so absolutely <laughs> definitely something to look forward to now we're uh, if we're looking to snag some 
mementos while visiting the track. The Keeneland shop is truly Souvenir Central, and as you just pointed out, it is part of the walking tour at the very end. So why don't you fill us in on the marvelous merchandise available for patrons at the Keeneland shop? Right, the Keeneland shop, and I, I will say in the last few years, it's really even evolved further into such a cool place, but it's open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. until 5 p.m., so you can stop by anytime. And we offer a lot of different things. We offer what you would traditionally think of um, in a gift shop at a, a venue, and uh, that we have a lot of Keeneland branded merchandise and apparel. We have t-shirts and sweatshirts and ball caps and things like that. But we also have some really unique gifts in that we have, um, if you're familiar with the Beaufort bonnet brand of children's clothes, we have, oh, uh -huh. um, we have those, we have women's clothing and some really exceptional um, jewelry, uh, some of it equine themed, if that's what you're looking for. And uh, it is, we have women's purses and travel bags. We have men's clothing. Uh, we have Peter Millar, which is another um, luxury brand uh, of sweaters and shirts and ties. We have barber coats, which are the really kind of thick, waxy, um, uh, skin-type coats that keep you really warm in the rain and the snow. Um, there's equine-related prints and uh, artwork that you can uh, buy either framed or unframed. We have home goods and barware. They have neat um, platters and glassware that you can use that is either branded with the Keeneland logo or has some type of racing theme to it. Sure. And then lastly, we have, if you're just wanting to pick up a quick souvenir item, we have Christmas ornaments, magnets, um, you know, keychains, sort of the little um, items that you would kind of normally associate with just a little souvenir that you wanted to pick up. Never too early to start planning for Christmas 2021. So. Not at all. <laughs> Go and think ahead. And so from, from clothes to purses to jewelry, if you can't find something to settle on at the gift shop, it's your own fault. So And you can pick up something from $5 all the way to a couple of hundred dollars. It just depends on what your price range and your interest is. There's, yeah. there's something for everyone. Quite a bit of flexibility available for you there at uh, the Keeneland shop. Now, those in the market for horses owe it to themselves to engage in one of three horse sales to um, be held at Keeneland annually. So uh, tell us when these are and uh, give us sort of a snapshot of what we can expect while attending one of these horse sales. I think the first time I reached out to you, you were getting ready for a horse sale back in January. Prop, yes, I was. We have um, three major sales um, during the year. We have a two-week September yearling sale. We have a two-week November breeding stock sale. And then we have a week of sales in January in which we kind of sell horses of all ages. But as I said before, Keeneland is, is really the world's largest thoroughbred auction house. So we like to say this is where the world comes to shop for their horses. And it really is. We have people, we have buyers that attend our sales that literally come from all over the world. Um, at last count, we had buyers that came from 52 different countries around the world. And I'm talking as close as Europe to as far away as Russia, How about um, that? Japan, Australia, the Middle East. And Paris, um, Kentucky. <laughs> yes, and, and every U.S. state. So <laughs> right. the, the, the public is again, COVID had, has put some restrictions on attendance these past few sales, but as we start to break free from those restrictions, the public is welcome to come and watch this sale. And it's, I tell people it's really great theater because um, it's, the atmosphere has a very international atmosphere. You'll hear all kinds of languages while you're here. Sure. And, you know, a horse is in a ring two and a half minutes. 
at most. So it's very fast paced. It's not like an art auction where buyers hold up paddles and you know who's bidding. Buyers make very subtle signals to the bid spotters. So it's very discreet and it's very fast paced. So it's really, really something that I, I think listeners would enjoy experiencing at some point. Oh yeah, even if you don't buy anything, which we hope you do, but even if you don't, it's still <laughs> definitely entertaining. So it is. And and you know, we sell we sell really what are the cream of the crop as far as the, the high quality horses. We sold justify um, as a yearling. And yearlings are horses that of course are only a year old. They are um, unproven. They, they haven't ever been ridden before. They've never raced. So the September sale, which is where we sell only yearlings, is, we liken it to sort of like the MBA draft. Buyers are buying horses on unproven talent and then just um, they have prospective potential. And so they're banking on that potential. So it's really interesting to watch people sort of navigate and, and who they land on as far as which horses they like and which horses go for the millions of dollars that many of them do. They will sell for um, a million and up uh, at the September sale and at the November sale. Four of the past five Kentucky Derby winners have been sold at the Keeneland sales. So about that? you never know when you'll see the next triple crown winner, you know, walk through the sale ring. So it's, it, it's really, Again, if, if you've never experienced it, it's fun to come and experience it at least once because it is so unique and the setting is so um, uh, exciting that it's, it's fun. And again, we have restaurants open in the sale pavilion. You can come up, you can have lunch, um, you can walk around the barns and watch the horses being inspected by potential buyers. It, it's really... Um, Again, unique experience is the only way I can explain it. Oh, absolutely. So mix and mingle and make some friends and maybe come out of there with a horse if, uh, if you play your you, cards right. You can get your friends together and form a little syndicate and buy a horse. There you go. You can all go yeah. in together and split the price and voila. That's right. <laughs> so, Lots of fun, less risk. Indeed. Absolutely. So, uh, Mark your calendars. Uh, ne next September, eh, you got about six months to plan for it, so no excuse. <laughs> That's right. Start start saving now. Yeah, start saving and planning for September <laughs> 2021 for that next big horse sale. Now, spring meet is right around the corner, and guests will be permitted at a limited capacity. So, why don't we pass along some pertinent information for our listeners to bear in mind when they're planning their spring meet ticket purchases. That's right. Um, for the first time now in a year, we are able to um, welcome a limited number of fans back to Keeneland for the race days. And we are so excited about that. And we're hopeful in the fall for the fall meet that um, we'll be able to welcome even more. But for the spring meet, um, beginning March the 8th, we will be opening up the ticketing process for fans. And you can go to keeneland.com backslash tickets and get more information. The way it is, people will, over the next week, if you would like to request tickets on a race day for the spring meet, which runs April the 2nd through the 23rd, you will go online at keeneland.com fill out a brief application, and then they will, at the end of the application process, which runs through next week, they will have a random drawing for, to select people who will have the opportunity to purchase tickets for the spring meet. So uh, uh, everything, every ticket for the spring meet will be pre-sold online. Unfortunately, we at this time can't have you can't walk up to the gate on a race day and get a general admission ticket. Yeah, but we will, be, we, will be, we will be selling tables in our dining rooms. Um, and then we will also have um, some reserve seating in the grandstand. If you just want to buy a single ticket, you know, reserve seat, we uh -huh. will have those for sale. 
And then beginning March the 24th, we will have a, a first come first served basis where you can purchase general admission tickets. And so if you don't really want to buy a ticket in the dining room or reserve seat and just want a general admission ticket, then that option is available for you too for the spring. See, so still no reason not to get there, even though capacity is limited. Now, uh, if, uh, if capacity is full, about uh, how many people can Keeneland seat? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, on a, a, a normal race day, we have seating for about 8,000 people. Okay, um, I was going to guess about 10, but... That's yeah. in our dining rooms and our, our reserved seating in the grandstand, which is, you know, open air seating. We have um, seating for about 8,000 people. Okay. Um, of course, with the spring meet, uh, we're reducing capacity because, of course, we have to socially distance the tables in the dining rooms and the seating in the grandstand so that we do, you know, people are able to maintain a, a proper social distance between, you know, their seats and other guests. So oh, that's yeah. one of the reasons that we will have a limited capacity this spring. But again, if things continue to move in the right direction, we're hopeful more fans will be here for the fall. Absolutely. Fall 2021, we'll hope to get 8,000 in there close to it. That's not happening right now, but get online, fill out that application, and maybe you'll have the opportunity to snag some tickets. Sort of reminds me of the uh, UK basketball student ticket lottery. <laughs> <laughs> and I participated in many of those. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I went to Western where all you had to do to get into a sporting event was show your student ID. So, <laughs> uh, Well, they have a great basketball team too, though. Fun yeah, to watch. they got a chance to make the tournament. So, you know, at least, at least my alma mater is uh, another – team that I can sort of hang my hat on this year <laughs> but uh anyway in addition to general admission seating Amy Keeneland uh they offer splendid suites which allow special gatherings to experience live racing in comfort style and luxury so why don't you give us a synopsis of the corporate suite options available for guests to choose from sure and um these, during a normal race meet, um, the suites would be available um, to the public. We have about 20 corporate suites and they're situated on the fourth floor of the grandstand. So you have a spectacular view of the entire racetrack, but they're the perfect venue if you're a, a, a corporation and want to entertain uh, clients or guests with an afternoon at the races or if you're just a small party of friends or family and you sort of, you know, want that um, high-end feel to your race day. But it's a, 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 a small suite that has uh, both table seating and chair back seating that overlooks the track. And you have weight service in your suite. So you have someone who will bring your lunch and your snacks and your, um, uh, drinks and beverages, whether they be adult or not, um, sure. <laughs> to your suite. So you have that option of sort of having your own private little space and having weight service. Uh, so you kind of get the best of both worlds. But Absolutely. it's definitely an option and you can find out more information on the corporate suite option at Keeneland.com. Absolutely. We went up there a few years ago. It was... Um, uh, my dad's AGR reunion, and he was kind enough yeah. to let me tag along. And we were in, I believe, the Phoenix room. Right, right. If I'm not mistaken. It's one of our dining rooms also on the fourth floor that overlooks the, the saddling paddock. There you go. So you get a, an interesting perspective there for the paddock. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so definitely plenty to take in and plenty of options. And Keeneland.com, they'll be glad to help you out there if you're uh, looking to determine which one suits your needs and uh, interests we, perfectly. We do. And we have a great, I will say, we have a great special event staff here on site that helps with catering. And if either during the race meet or during the off season, if you have a group and again, as we're coming out of COVID, if you have a group that wants uh, uh, 
to host a, a dinner or a corporate outing or uh, a reception, wedding, uh, corporate event at Keeneland. We have a lot of different venues on our grounds that can handle any of those with a lot of style. So that's always an option too. Plenty of help, plenty of resources for you to just plan the perfect experience at Keeneland. And uh, Amy, you've been great. Is this the first podcast you've ever done, dear? It is. I'm a huge podcast fan, but this is the first one I've ever done. Well, look at you. <laughs> plenty more to come. And um, you, you talk to me again, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Okay, okay. Absolutely. This has been... This has been so much fun. <laughs> just, just making sure I didn't run you off because uh, when fall rolls around, we'll have plenty more to talk about. I'd love to. <laughs> well, good deal. We've sure enjoyed having you. Now, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you tell us what makes Keeneland the perfect place to indulge, escape, and partake? I think because just what we were talking about, there's so many ways to experience Keeneland, either through its sales a race day, um, come out and just enjoy it like you would if you were going to a park, sit on a bench in the sunshine, stroll our beautiful, beautifully landscaped grounds, bring your dogs out and let them run and enjoy the afternoon that way. There's just so many ways to experience Keeneland that truly makes it a special place. Agreed. And Keeneland.com, K-E-E-N-E-L-A-N-D.com is the website. And I love your social media outlets because they're all so easy. It's at Keeneland on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and Instagram. Thank so. you. Thank you. Thank you. We love it. <laughs> yep. So check them out, any of those places. And uh, a Gregory at Keeneland.com, you, you welcome some emails, wouldn't you? <laughs> Uh, absolutely. I'd love to hear from our fans and friends. <laughs> absolutely. If Amy can't help you, she can uh, steer you to other staff members who can. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Feel free, to, feel free to get in touch. Indeed. Well, Amy, you've been great. We've learned a lot about Keeneland, and uh, I'm getting more and more spring fever as we talk. So <laughs> we'll have to hit up spring meet. And uh, Amy, we'll talk to you again sometime. I would love that, Sam. This has been so much fun. So remember, gang, Keeneland.com backslash tickets. That's the site you need for additional ticket information for the upcoming spring meet. I will link you to Keeneland's main page in my show notes as well. But from the time this podcast comes out, you're going to have a few more days yet to get online, fill out that application. If you've got a date in mind which you'd like to attend, and come week's end, the drawing will be held and certain applicants will be given the chance to purchase tickets for their selected dates. Now, if you're not chosen, don't fret, because starting March 24th, first come, first serve general admission tickets will be sold to the spring meet, which will start on April 2nd. So, regardless of COVID capacity restrictions... There is no excuse. Plenty of opportunity to get your family and friends in there for spring meet. And you owe it to yourselves. You've had a hard year. We've all had a hard year. And we need some sun and horse fun. And Amy would love to meet you. And I know you'd love to meet Amy. After just listening to her and her endless fountain of info, Amy, of course, is the communications director for Kingland Racetrack, and we certainly appreciate Amy Gregory taking time out of her very busy schedule to join us today here on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. And like I was telling her, we went to Kingland a few years ago, had a total blast. It was my first time there. We were in the Phoenix Room, which is like a dining area, and it's uh, climate controlled, so it was a little warm outside that day, as I recall, so we had air conditioning. If it happens to be a little cool the day you go, there'll be heat in there. Plus, you can step outside on the uh, paddock overlook, and you can take in the races just as if you were in the grandstand. You know, you can hear the PA announcer, you can hear the horses, hear the roar of the crowd, and experience Keeneland that way as well. Or you can do a little bit of both, which is what I did. I would uh, step out from time to time, otherwise we'd be inside uh, feeding our faces and just soaking up the true experience. And there's plenty of big screens in the Phoenix Room, too, so you can watch all the action while you're partaking in uh, Keeneland's delicious food, adult and non-adult beverages, delicious sweets, pretty much any kind of dessert you can imagine. 
And in addition to the Phoenix Room, there are plenty of other dining and viewing options, and Amy and her staff would be more than thrilled to enlighten you on those. And mark it on your calendar, Spring Meet, April 2nd through the 23rd. Don't you dare miss it. You'll regret it if you do. So, with that, we have the horse-themed answer to today's horse-themed Bluegrass Brain Buster. And, of course, uh, last week, we learned that Fleming County is the covered bridge capital of Kentucky. This week, I asked you which county holds the distinction of being the saddlebred capital of Kentucky. Which Commonwealth County is the saddlebred capital of the state? And your answer... To no surprise, I'm sure it's Shelby County. Yep, Shelby County right smack dab in the middle of the uh, horse triangle, if you will, between Louisville and Lexington and Cincinnati. It is considered to be the saddlebred capital of not only Kentucky, but also the world. And saddlebred is a special breed of horse show, or show horse, I should say. It was given this distinction by the state legislature in 2005, and there are over 90 horse farms and training facilities right there in Shelby County for these immaculate horses. So, it's no wonder Shelby County is the saddlebred capital of Kentucky as well as the saddlebred capital of the world. You learn something new every week on Blabbit in the Bluegrass. At least that's the goal, and I'm sure glad you came back to see me. Come on back next week. Make it a date. Between now and then... Float me your ideas, questions, comments, and suggestions one of two ways. Bluegrassblabbin at gmail.com, B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. Also hit me up on Facebook, search Blabbin in the Bluegrass. It'll take you right to my page. All previous episodes are there for your listening pleasure. You can stay up to date with additional information we post at uh, different times throughout the week, and you can keep up to speed on that. Make comments, send me messages, and i love to hear from you through that avenue as well. So, with that, more discussion, more big fun, coming your way before you know it. Between now and next week, though, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep horsing around and blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.